0: So, welcome, welcome, welcome to Chapter 3 of my How to Become a Better Lover series. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette, on my Orgasmic Life podcast. Woohoo! So, today we're going to talk about before sex communication. Before I get into the juicy details of all of that, great conversation we're going to have. I just want to take a moment to let you know a little bit about me. So I'm a holistic sexual wellness specialist. And the reason that I've created the How to Become a Better Lover series is because it's probably the number one question that people ask me. It's the number one reason why uh, people often come hang out with me, whether that's to take a course with me or to do one-on-one coaching. So I thought, well, what the hell? It's time to uh, create a series so that you have all of the answers that you've been looking for. So this is why I'm showing up. This series, by the way, is going to be limited. So you might wanna enjoy and eat up (laughs) all of the knowledge because it's going to be only available for free for a limited time offer. for a limited time while I'm creating this. Once it's all created, it's going to be turned into a book as well as an interactive course, okay? So when I'm showing up and you're getting the free version of me, really dive into it and enjoy it because it won't be free forever. All right, let's get into our, our topic. So in chapter one, let's do a little rec- recap. Chapter one, I talked about know thyself. And this is going to be, now you're going to understand why it was so important, okay? Um, because now we're going to get into communicating those things that we learned. Chapter two, we talked about the importance of just communication, of being able to ask for what you want, communicating, not being a mind reader, so super important. So now there are three, three sex conversations, so sorry, three communication stages that you have to do to have epic sex, to be an epic lover and to have an epic sex life. You need to do this thing. One is before sex conversations. The second one is during sex conversations. And the third one is after sex conversations. Okay. So today we're going to talk about before sex conversations. Now, why do you want to have before sex communication? Well, so that you don't have these weird, awkward, awful moments of trying to figure shit out or turning off your lover or your partner before you even got into the before you even got into it. By being able to have these before conversations, what this does is that you know exactly where your lover's at, what kind of sex they want to have, what kind of sex you want to have, what kind of mood you're in, so that you can actually engage with each other in a way that is going to turn both of you on, that's going to have epic, orgasmic pleasure possibilities. Okay? All right. So there's two types of before-sex conversations you need to have. First conversation is to have it long before you're going to have sex with the person. So what does this look like if you're already in a current relationship versus you are single and you're about ready to engage? So I'm going to talk about, today I'm going to talk about both of those perspectives Um, Okay, so if you're in a conversation, if you're in a relationship with somebody, you may have been having sex with them for a long period, long time. And, um, and yet you may have never had this conversation. Because the first conversation is about the learning about what turns them on, turns them off. And we're going to go into all the pieces of each conversation in a second. But you may never have actually had this conversation. You've kind of just sort of mustered through, figured it out, kind of like, oh, that seems to work. Um, So it's important to have that conversation. The other thing is, is you may have been in a relationship for a long time and you may have had that conversation, but have you had that conversation recently? Because it's really important to understand that as human beings, our sexual desires and our sexual arousal responses change over time and with experiences where we are physically, where we are emotionally, where we are mentally, all of these things affect who we are as a sexual being. So it's a good time, it'll be a good time to have revisit this conversation, even if you already had this conversation. If you're new, you're, you're engaging with somebody, you're thinking about having sex with somebody, you're in the dating process, this is also really important so that you can learn all the things that you need to know about that person and even to decide whether or not you actually are compatible sexually and whether or not you even want to have sex. Okie dokie. Now, how do we set that conversation up? And I'm. By the way, I'm going to give you some tools. If as I'm talking about this conversation, and you're like, "What? There is no fucking way in hell that I'm going to be able to communicate or talk about this stuff with somebody." Don't worry. I'm going to give you some tools at the end of the, the end of our conversation here. <laughs> to help you learn to navigate this with a little more ease, okay? So so don't freak out while we're talking. Listen, keep listening, okay? I promise I'll give you some tools at the end. (laughs) All right, so to set up a conversation with a current partner that you have, um, this is how you do it. Um, You're like, hey, I have a really important conversation that I'd really like to have with you. Do you know when there, is this a good time or when a good time would be? So it's really important that you ask that question because if you're in relationships, often we decide to have really important conversations When it's our partners are not ready to have that conversation, they're distracted, they're busy, they're doing something else, they may not even think it's important, they don't realize that, you know, they may not get off their phone, there's all these things that you need their undivided attention. So you want to set up the parameter by asking them if they have a moment to talk, and can they be incredibly present? So that's the first thing. And whatever the answer is, if it's not right now, then ask, can we set some time up? Second thing when you're asking your partner is that I want you to say, I need to have a really important conversation that um, I'm nervous to have, and I really need you to show up and not be judgmental because it's scary and I'm feeling vulnerable about it. This also sets up the parameter that your partner could be like, oh, okay, this is important. I need to be present. I need to keep my my reactions and my judgment and my stuff under control. And the reason you want to set this up is so that when you, because when we start talking about sex and sexuality, and if that's not the norm for your relationship, then this can be a really challenging conversation for people because they get really super triggered by it. Okay? So super 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 important to have that convert to set that up to ask for to show up you get scary you're vulnerable and you don't want them to be judgy (laughs) and create a safe non-judgmental space and agree to reciprocate that all right so now you've set it up and now everybody's ready to have the conversation and everybody's going to step in in a new way All right. And we will do lots of stuff, by the way, which is really important to understand. We will do, I will be talking more about this as I go on through the series, okay? So don't be like, oh my God, there's going to be lots more ways in which we set up that conversation with your current partner. Now, if you aren't in a relationship with somebody and you're dating them and you're you know, considering considering having a little bit of boom chicka wow wow with them all right you want to have some sex time with them how you set that conversation up is this is how you do it is you're out with them and you're like hey um you know a big part and big important part of having a good healthy happy life for me is having epic sex or sexuality is a really important part of my expression of my pleasure and my passion for life. And so I was wondering if you'd be open open to having a conversation about sex to see if we're even compatible in this department. Because if you're dating somebody, this is important, okay? If you're like, what, there's no way I can do that. Again, I'm gonna teach you some tools, all right? If you are thinking about you really like somebody, you're getting to know them, you're talking about, you're asking them about what are their future plans? How do they feel about children? What are their religious belief systems? How do they feel about money? Like these are the, these are the topics that you're having conversations about to see whether or not there's a compatibility on, on a relationship front. Then having the conversation about sexual compatibility is so important so so important because I can honestly say as somebody is that my job is people end up in sexless relationships and end up coming to see me to help them fix it I can honestly say that if they had been able to have a conversation when they're in the dating phase that they probably would have not gotten together (laughs) And they probably would have had went and found a better fit for them because it's really hard to know, navigate that and negotiate that after the fact, so you're in the negotiation stage in the dating process, so make sure they're compatible all right, the third part of that is say you just want to hook up you're, you're just gonna have a hookup all right so you're gonna do you're gonna what you're going to do if you're just planning on ho- hooking up and, you know, just having an, you know, one night kind of adventure with this person, um, is you're gonna combine conversation number one and conversation, the second conversation together, okay? That's how you're gonna na- navigate that. All right, when do we have conversation one? Well, we have conversation one when we're, so, oh, and if you're planning on hooking up with somebody, maybe the conversation is like when you've decided that you're starting to make the moves, and there seems to be some sexual chemistry going on, and there's a, there seems to be moving in that direction, that's where you're gonna have the conversation. Everybody else, you can have that conversation. Um, it's ideal to have that conversation before you're going to get into sexy mode, before everybody's turned on and, and aroused. Oh, thank you for the love. Um, So it's really, really, really important to not be in a sexually aroused state when you have this first conversation, because (laughs) when we're turned on, when our genitals are turned on, our brain is usually turned off (laughs) and we don't always make the best decisions. (laughs) Just saying. It's not a judgment, it's just fact. <laughs> right? So, I'm, I'm a firm believer that before you get into being horny and your, your brain that is smart and intelligent and logical, that can make good decisions, gets turned off and your genitals get turned on. This is when the ideal place to have this conversation is. All right, so let's what are the things in the fir- our first conversation? Our first conversation. Here's topics, what turns you on and what turns you off? And so these are, there's a couple different areas. There's like four different areas that you wanna cover in your turn-ons and turn-offs. Your sexual activities that turn you on, so like oral sex, intercourse, um, you know, hand jobs, Penetration with toys, playing with toys, Um, you know, this is a great time to get into like, do you have any kinks and, you know, sexual activities that you enjoy like spanking or being tied up or blindfolded. So you want to know, you want to be able to share what your turn-ons are and your turn-offs in all these departments, okay? So the first, you know, is your sexual activities. The second turn-on, turn-offs you wanna know about and share is grooming, because everybody has different grooming stuff, right? Some people like pubic hair, some people don't like pubic hair, some people like the smell of natural bodies, some people don't like the smell of natural bodies. Um, You know, some people, uh, you know, like their you know hair up or hair down like there's different stuff around grooming and body hair and all sorts of stuff okay facial hair body hair so you want to be on the same page around the grooming department body parts some people are really turned on by not the the not just you know the the, the nipples and the chest area and the genitals. Like Some people have, are turned on by, thank you for the love. Some people are turned on by feet and elbows and fingers and noses and knees and all sorts of different body parts people get turned on by. And then we come to words. Super important to understand. Now, what words turn you on about sex words like dirty talk and what words turn you on, but what words turn you off? Just like what body parts turn you on, what body parts turn you off? What grooming turns you on, what grooming turns you off? What sexual activity turns you on and what sexual activity turns you off? This is super, super important. Thank you guys for the love. I love it. For everybody who's watching the replay, I'm getting lots of love right now. (laughs) And listening to the replay. Now, it's not just, and this is really also super important. If you want to be good in bed, you want to be the rock star between the sheets, then it's not just about what turns you on and turns you off. It's also about discovering, this conversation is also about discovering what turns your partner on and turns your partner off. And pay attention, because you know how yesterday we talked about, or the other day, I ta- chapter two, I talked about nonverbal communication and, and verbal communication. I When you're having this conversation, please make sure you pay attention to what are the non-verbal cues that are happening just as much as the verbal that is being set so watch the body language watch what's happening there okay because that will give you indicators all of these things You're now, it's like you're mapping out your lover, getting to know your lover, getting to know whether your lover is compatible for you. If it's a new lover, if it's a current lover, how can you learn to pay attention and be even better lover in your, for your partner? And how can your partner, how about you sharing? Can you give this wonderful gift of knowledge so that your partner can be better lover for you? Okay so it's that's what this the pur- purpose of this conversation is is about are you compatible if it's a newbie if it's a new person if it's not a new person how can you both lean in and be better for each other in bed and i and i say this and this is really important is that you can never ever stop learning about your partner, it doesn't matter how long you've been fucking your partner, it doesn't matter. There's always new things that they can, you can learn about them, what's going on for them, what's turning them on, what's turning them off, what's their new things, because this is the thing is that sexuality is a continual growth. It's always changing. It's always morphing. So leaning in, so even if you already have kick-ass rockin' sex with your lover, your partner, you are know, like, ah, we don't need to have this conversation. You need to have this conversation. You always need to have this conversation. I have these conversations. And I'm like a fucking superstar in the bedroom, all right? I'm always asking my lovers these questions because... This is how I continue to improve and make the experience for them even better. Okay? So super important. Don't get lazy. Laziness is not sexy when it comes to (laughs) sex. Okay? All right. The next thing in our first conversation that you need to have, oh, and I just, I want to come back to words. Words, words, words. Words can be "Mm, delicious and and that right word of how it's said and what it said can be make the difference between this is like a good orgasm to my whole body shivers in like anticipation and arousal and all sorts of things or the wrong word can make me go and can make any of us go from being super horny writhing and wanting to just scream like a banshee to like close for business erection gone nothing sexy anymore so please 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 pay attention to what your lover when you ask that question pay attention to what your lover says is not their turn on words because once, you get the ter- once those words are, come out or that activity that turns them off, like all the things that turn them off, pay attention. Because if you do those things, then you're not getting late that day. Or it's gonna work, you're going to have to work really, really hard to kind of get the arousal space back. Okay? So pay attention. Next, you want to know, if it's a new lover, you want to know what safe sex practices they do. Do they practice safe sex have they been tested recently these are all things that you want to know to see whether or not you want to play with them and what kind of safe sex practices that you need to have while playing with them to minimize any risk of long-term damage and i think it's really important to to get educated and to understand what are safe practices what are not safe practices What are the STIs that I need to be concerned about these days? How are they transmitted? And I know, I know. That's a beautiful share, Larissa. Um, So just somebody shared in in the live comments about, I'm just gonna take a moment to go back to the words. Someone said, uh, once a word triggered me so much that I immediately started crying like a lot and couldn't even talk for some minutes. So needless to say, sex did not continue to happen. So words are powerful. Um, Okay, so what was I saying about safe sex? Oh, so you need to make sure you're educated in in safe sex practices. Go to your doctor. Have a conversation about safe safe sex. Um, Do your research on STIs. You know, get educated in that department. Because I'm all for having crazy, wild, amazing sex. But you need to know what your risks are of who you're playing with, how you're playing and whether or not you are using boundary, like, you know, boundaries are part of your safe sex practice, whether you're going to fluid bond with somebody. There's a whole bunch of things here around the safe sex practices. And again, if you can't ask somebody about what their safe sex practices are, it's most likely that you aren't you're not comfortable with your safe sex practices, which means you probably aren't well informed in that department why it's so important to go get yourself educated. Probably at some point I will do a live a podcast on safe sex, and I'll probably have a, and, and this, you know, sexual health nurse come on and, and all these kind of things. But until then, go get your education. <laughs> Next thing that's really important is, uh, especially if it's a new lover, um, is are they vocal during sex? And okay, so I'm gonna tell you a funny story here. <laughs> I haven't shared many stories. I've been, I've been really good actually so far. <laughs> so, all right, story time, story time, story time. I am incredibly, incredibly vocal during sex and and during orgasm and I'm incredibly orgasmic so I'm pretty much from start to finish screaming and and howling like a howler monkey and, and screaming like Banshee. And so because of that I forget like I tell my partners that I'm a screamer. But recently, actually, one of my lovers, we were reminiscing about when we first started playing together and we started laughing and he's like, he's like, he started talking about the sounds that I made. And I remember the first time we had sex and I screamed like I always did. First of all, it scared him. Like it scared him. And because it scared him, his erection went down for a second because he wasn't prepared for the, that sound, this, this scream that came out of me. And we were laughing about it and I said to him, I'm like, you know, I told you I was a screamer. He's like, yeah, but you didn't talk about how loud of a screamer you were and the, the sure volume that goes along with it. So I now, apparently I have to come with a volume warning. <laughs> I come with a content and volume warning. (laughs) Travels with me everywhere I go. Okay. So it's important to understand, does your partner make sounds? What kind of sounds do they make? What the volume of those sounds are so that you're prepared and apparently so you don't get scared. Okay. (laughs) Next thing that you want to have in this first conversation is to find out, are they orgasmic? And what does their or when they do have orgasms, what does that look like? Do they ejaculate for you know all the owners of the female you know the vagina do they ejaculate to have female ejaculation if their penis if they're owners of penis do they ejaculate from penis um and if they do ejaculate, what do they like to do with it? <laughs> and where do they like to put it and if where and it's important to ask the other person do how do they feel about ejaculation and where do they like it to be put okay so this is an, a big part of having this conversations kind of really important so that it doesn't have to happen in the middle of it when like one person's like oh i want to i want to ejaculate all over your breasts and the other person's like i don't want you to ejaculate on me on any level or I want to swallow your ejaculate versus I don't want to swallow your ejaculate or, you know, like what, where do we put it? What do we do with it? If you are a squirter and you, which is female ejaculation, you know um, if that's the case, you need to make sure that the the bed is prepared and wherever you are is prepared for, you know, squirting all over the place because it can be quite, you know, messy and if your partner is not comfortable with you ejaculating all over the place or when their face is in between your legs so that they don't feel like they're being drowned these are important conversations that you want to you want to negotiate before you even get into that and having that conversation at the first conversation is a great time to do that okay Next thing on your first thing that you want to talk about on your first conversation is and this is really important now some people won't feel comfortable answering this question because you're you're new to each other. however, I find it incredibly helpful and really important and that's because of who I am and how I move in the world but is that do you have any I always like to ask any new lovers do you have any physical or psychological Uh, past trauma that I should be aware of. Because this can play out very, very much, especially if there's been sexual abuse or sexual trauma um, in your sexual activity with your partner. And if you know in advance that there's those things, then you can ask what you need to do if somebody gets triggered, you're not going to internalize it, you're going to have some tools to handle it. Um, You know, these are kind of, that's why some of those, that conversation, I, I like to have that conversation. Um, If there's physical injuries from the past, like somebody had a shoulder injury or somebody had a knee injury or that kind of stuff, well, different sex positions are going to be more complicated or not important or important to not do, right? Um, So those are the reasons why I would ask those questions. All right. And then the last thing you want to have in the first conversation is to say, just before I have sexy time... (laughs) I like to have a quick sexy conversation about what mood we're in and where we're going to be at and, and you know making sure that we have verbal consent and and all these kind of things so that we're on the same page and we can like have great epic you know enjoy each other's bodies. So I always like to tell people that I like to do that before so that when we are about you know to get into our second conversation the just before sex time that they're not like, why are you talking, why are you talking, you're not supposed, we're not supposed to talk about this, and the truth is, is that I talk about everything, <laughs> which is why I have really good fucking sex, because <laughs> I never feel, I never ever have to feel confused and like what trying to figure out what my lover's doing and why they're doing that or can't tell them what I need or all of these things because I've already established that conversation is a sexy part of foreplay and it turns me on. That's the other thing is I always like to say having a conversation turns me on. It makes me horny, which is true. It does have even this. Usually by the time I've had finished that first conversation, I may so horny. I'm so turned on because my partner, my potential partner a was like, "Hey, let's have let's have a conversation about sex. It's hot." And and then there's no like having to like guess in this this so that we can just enjoy and we can enjoy and master each other's bodies and to give the ultimate pleasure to one another. So this is why I think talking is hot, so fucking hot, and so sexy, okay? All right, so that's our first conversation. The second conversation, the just before, these are the things that we want to cover. So just before, like just before, like you're about to get naked, <laughs> like that's, that's when you're having this conversation, right? Like, You're in it, you're about to get naked. You're like, you know, does anybody everybody have condoms? Like this is where you're you're this is the conversation. Okay. So first thing you want to do is get verbal consent. And I said, and so verbal consent looks like I so wanna fuck your brains out right now. Are you good with that? Or I want you so badly, can I? Or may I kiss you right now? Or I really want to touch your cock. <laughs> All right, Something along the lines that you have now said, I want this and they, and are you okay with it? And there's a reason behind this. When we have verbal consent, Hey, Chris. When we get verbal consent from our lover, especially a new lover, this prevents us from getting into all sorts of problems and and having all sorts of issues about uh, it getting icky and muddy and, you know, somebody saying well i didn't really consent to that and and all these kind of things so when we have verbal consent we get verbal consent then we know that we're on the same page now somebody is saying yes because they do, they feel uncomfortable everybody and you also give the opportunity for the person to say no i'm i don't want that but i would like this so it's very important to get verbal consent before you play all right Next on our conversation is that you want to then ask, what kind of sex are you in the mood for? And when I say what kind of sex, so this can look like many different things. So it could be, I want it soft and sensual, and I want it to look more like, you know, exploring, or I might want it rough and raw and dirty, (laughs) I might want I might want to get into some kinky BdSM stuff, which means that there's like uh, outfits and costumes and props it might I might want to um, you know have some group sex all right like there's all sorts of different types of sex and depending on what kind of sex I want to have and what kind of mood i'm in depends on how I communicate. And how my lover can best meet me in that department. Vice versa. So I would ask my lover, what kind of sex are you in the mood for? Do you want to have like, you know, soft and sensual explorational sex? Do you want to just have, you may just want to have oral sex. You may not actually want to have penetrative sex. You may want to have penetrative sex and not really into the oral. You might want to be like, get in, get out, don't mess my hairdo. You might want to have like a a long explorational time. So it's all these things make a huge difference in how you're going to now engage sexually. So knowing what mood you're in and what mood your partner is in, then you can negotiate to make sure that you're on the same page and if you need lotions and potions and costumes and props and toys you can get all those things <laughs> prepared so here's an example of what can go horribly wrong when you don't aren't on the same page so say one partner is like oh i want i want this really like sensual experience right and the other person's like i want to get in get out fuck your, fuck your brains out get it nasty and dirty and like have raw sex. So how the person who's like all in that sensual place is going to touch that partner is going to be very soft and sensual and exploratory. And the person who's like, I just want it or or want to be like manhandled and grabbed and and held and firm and taken and like, right? They're in that energy versus the, this is so lovely space. Well, I can guarantee you that sex is going to suck. No one's going to get their needs met. <laughs> the one that's like, is going to like piss off the what, why are you being so Ow! Oh, ah, don't touch me like that. And the one that's like, you know, stop tickling me. That's grab me. Right. So it's very important to be on the same page. The other thing in this conversation you want is again, leads into ask your partner, how would you like me to touch your body? Do you want soft and sensual? Do you want rough and hard and intense? And then the last thing I would have in this quick conversation is, um, how is your body feeling? Because as we get older and more mature, sometimes we have trick body parts.) <laughs> Sometimes our necks may be out, our shoulders, we might have some shorter stuff going on, we might have some back stuff going on, might have some knee stuff going on. So ask your partner how their body's feeling and if there's anything that they need to be aware of so that you know you can like have sex accordingly, okay? Oh. And the, sorry, the last thing is, is to also make sure that, you know, you now are on the same page. You've already had the conversation about what your safe sex practices are. So make sure that you have all of those safe sex practices uh, available to you all around you to make sure that it's available. Because the last thing you want to do is be like, where's the condom? All right. Or the gloves or the lube. Make sure it's all in the space before you play. All right. So now you're like, you promised. I know I promised tools. I promised. How do we have these conversations? (laughs) Not everybody can have these conversations with ease. Um, All right. So the first part is one. Remember chapter one, go back to chapter one. If you don't know what your turn ons and turn offs, go explore that. That's what we talked about in chapter one. All right figure that shit out. What turns you on sexually? What turns you off sexually? What are your sex words that turn you on, turn you off? What are your body parts? What's the grooming? Like go explore that because if you can't show up and know what that, the answers are for yourself, you can't ask those, you can't ask that of somebody else because they're going to turn around and ask you. So that's really important. Second thing super, 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 super important is um i forgot what's super important oh okay here it is <laughs> brain fart i got turned on for a moment see as i get turned on my brain turns off my vagina wakes up it's no good <laughs> is to start to practice just being able to talk about sex so have a if you have a close friend a trusted friend that you're like, okay, so I want to get more comfortable being able to communicate about sex and sexuality and my desires. And I was wondering if I can practice with you. You know, I'm just going to practice talking about it. Like we talk about, you know, the temperature, what the weather is, what's going on with our kids. We we talk about everything else. So let's, let's just, let's normalize sex in the conversation about sex. When we can normalize it, like it's not a big deal to talk about it. It makes it easier to talk about. It's kind of like having a conversation about what your dreams are or where you want to go or what your future is with a potential new lover or new partner or somebody you're dating. If you can have those conversations, you should be able to talk about openly about sex. And if you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship with somebody who you are actually having sex with, that you are fucking already then you should be able to talk about it. Because if, you, if you're if you doing it, but you can't talk about it, it means you're not getting your needs met because there's no way of you being able to ask for what you want or communicate what you want or even to ask your partner to find out what they want. So it's super, super, super important to be able to talk about sex. Like it's normal, like there's nothing wrong. Like I like my nipples being touched. That doesn't have to be a weird statement. (laughs) Just like, I like to dance in the rain. doesn't have to be a weird statement, right? Or, I really, really, really love watching the sunset. I'm incredibly orgasmic. It doesn't have to be anything other than it is just normal. Okay. That being said, I know that there's a lot of shame, there's a lot of guilt, there's a lot of feelings, there's a lot of past stuff that's not just easy as peasy. You're, oh yeah, sure guys, so easy for you. It's like, I know there's stuff there. There's a lot of stuff. It's very charged, which is why I want you to start to normalize it by talking about it openly with your friend or friends, that it's like, we can just talk about it. All right, now, If you're like, there is no way in hell. Hey, Melissa, there is no way in hell that I can talk about sex openly. Then you really, really need to come hang out with me. And let's clear out and talk about and figure out what's going on and heal those old wounds that are interfering with that and give you the tools and the skills to be able to talk openly about sex, because if you're having sex, you need to be able to talk about it. And if you want to have great sex, you really need to be able to talk about it. And if you want to have epic sex, that's the kind that poems and songs and art are about, then you need to not only be able to talk about sex, but to become a communication master. All right. So, if you can't and you're, ch- if you're really challenged, you can find me at succulentliving.com. Come hang out with me. We'll help with this process. All right. We'll help you find the words and we'll help you heal it. So that's it. That's all, kids, <laughs> for another chapter three. Chapter four is going to be communication during sex. All right. So. Start practicing your other tools from chapter one, two, and three. All right. I love you all for hanging out with me. I'm super proud of all of you. Thank you for all the love, guys. I'm super proud of all of you for showing up and being like leaning into a conversation with me. And I hope you have the most spectacular, epic, orgasmic day and you can find me on all the social media platforms under Guy Morissette and you can find me my wonderful podcast on your favorite podcast platform podcast is called my orgasmic life Mm. well mm is my add-on you don't it's not them my orgasmic life bye that's it that's all